This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host and daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, today is World AIDS Day, and I think a lot of us are thinking that AIDS is a thing of the past, but our guest is going to talk about it today and about the loss of friends and what some call the chosen family or the family that, if you're in a gay community, that you connect with, and there have been a huge amount of losses to AIDS, and it is still a phenomenon. So how do you introduce our guest today, and then we'll get on with this topic. Absolutely, I'd love to. Our guest today is Donnelly Maris, and Donnelly is a grief psychotherapist and training educator and is the founder and executive director of HIV Arts Network. He is adjunct faculty at New York University and the chair of the People of Color Multicultural Committee of the Association for Death Education and Counseling, also known as ADAC, and he was also a guest on our show a couple of weeks ago on our cable show. So you can go to our website and watch that show. Welcome to the show, Donnelly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you on today. And you were saying that you're in New York and you're going to go be reading the names of people uh, who have died of AIDS? Exactly. Uh, it's It's been a tradition here in New York City where a lot of organizations gather and read the names of men and women who we have lost from this disease at City Hall. So that's uh, that's one of the activities happening. I'm sure there's uh, hundreds of other activities, not only here in the city, but globally, because this is the one day that we commemorate, celebrate, and remember those individuals lost to this disease. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do we have any idea how many people have died of AIDS? I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know the latest statistics, but in America, we've certainly lost over 3 million people. Wow. And it's a continuing epidemic because um, the sad thing is this is the only day that we actually think about uh, the loss of uh, loved ones from this disease, in spite of the fact that there are still people getting infected every single day. And we still don't have a cure to this virus. And that's one thing that people are not remembering. There is no cure to HIV virus. And, uh, yeah, and the medications can be kind of hard on you over time, right? Absolutely. People who have been on medication for a long time are not really dying from AIDS-complicated diseases. They're dying from diabetes, dying from heart attack, dying from other diseases that are not commonly connected to the HIV virus because they're living longer, their bodies are getting worn out from all the medications that they've taken over the years. Mm -hmm. We recently had a a friend, Sunday of AIDS, Heidi, you grew up with him, and I was sad because his family's very religious, and they seemed reluctant to talk about what he died of. They said a heart attack or something. And then in asking other people, uh, we found out he did have AIDS and had had it for many years. Talk about that a little bit, about the stigmas. Well, I I think the stigma and the discrimination um, of people uh, living with uh, with HIV and uh, and dying from this disease continues from day one. It's not the same as uh, when uh, we we first discovered this disease, where people were uh, wearing masks and uh, and being afraid to uh, to touch anybody. But uh, but uh, if you are in uh, Middle America 
where religion is a, a big thing, uh, there is still a shame uh, from uh, from family members if uh, a member of their family is living with the disease because th- uh, they're going to be socially rejected by the, the community. And that happens today, not just in Africa, but in the United States of America. Well, well, you know, it was interesting, Donnelly, and I know you saw this yesterday in the New York Times. They did a piece on Elton John. And right. he talked That's about right. how he only got involved in AIDS 20 years ago, and he's in his late 60s, and it was after the Ryan White story came out, and he realized, look, I need to get involved in this cause, and he has since you know, started a foundation and raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for research and to help people that do have AIDS. But it Absolutely. was interesting that it took you know, this kid, this young kid from middle America getting AIDS to kind of wake up people and say, wait a minute, we need to jump on this cause. And I think uh, in, in 2014, that's what we need to do again, because we don't have mm-hmm. those uh, Ryan White or Matthew, uh, Matthew Shepard, who, who was a gay man mm-hmm. who didn't die from, uh, from AIDS. But, uh, but these are the kinds of, uh, of, uh, of new generation uh, energy that we need uh, to uh, look out there. There are not that many um, celebrities who are talking about it other than Elton John. And when uh, when celebrities uh, actually do something, it's mostly fundraising uh, related stuff. They're not hands-on in the way that a lot of other other people over uh, over the course of 30 years have done. There's still stigma for uh, for somebody volunteering in an AIDS organization. Why are you doing that? Um, aren't you afraid that you might get infected? I mean, this is 2014. It's just ridiculous. Right. So, so what about family members who are listening to the show and partners and whatever? What can they do to help with this cause? Because I think one of the things that's healing is when you step out and do work. I know you, I'm sure, had lost many friends, and you started. Talk about your organization. Exactly. The reason why I started HIV Arts Network is I've lost a lot of friends uh, in the, on the mid-'80s and uh, early-'90s who uh, basically were just shunned by their families. The gay community um, at that point and, uh, and also the lesbian community became their, uh, their supportive families because most of them uh, were abandoned by, uh, by uh, their nuclear family because, because of their sexual orientation. And that is uh, a work that we continue to do today. Uh, well, the organization that I run basically uh, caters to the needs of artists and performers living with HIV and their support networks. And um, we're not only supporting uh, the uh, the people living with uh, with HIV, but more importantly, uh, the supporters, the people who are taking care of uh, people who are sick, they are the ones who need to help also. My mom and I have talked about this a lot. You know, when you're a caregiver, that's part of your identity. And Absolutely. like you said, once people die, I mean, that's a huge amount of time that you spent, you know, taking care of people, et cetera, and part of your identity. And now all of a sudden, not only have you had a loss, but, but your everyday role is also gone. Is that an issue Definitely. a lot of times you see with people that are in... It lost people to AIDS. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have another another client who um, had a part. It was a, a serious discordant uh, couple situation. Uh, one was positive, one was negative. Uh, then uh, they decided after 11 years of uh, of uh, being in a relationship, same sex relationship, that they should adopt a baby. And through the help of a female lesbian friend, they uh, they uh, they went to uh, to Russia and adopted a little girl. Um, and co-parented this uh, this wonderful, uh, beautiful uh, girl for four years before the HIV-positive uh, partner died. And today, that friend, the lesbian friend, is now uh, assuming the mother role in uh, in uh, in that uh, co-parenting relationship, which oh, is a beautiful thing. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. story. That is. 
Now, now let me ask you, Donnelly, what about mom? What about if I've had a, a child die? And what about friends? Yeah, there, there's a wonderful, uh, there's a wonderful uh, experience that I had with a mother who's very, uh, she's, uh, she's Dominican and also Puerto Rican, a combination of uh, the two, uh, and uh, raised a very devout Catholic. And um, she uh, never uh, realized that uh, her son, who lived mostly in New York City, she went back and forth uh, to Puerto Rico, but uh, she never uh, realized that her son uh, is, uh, is a gay man and, uh, and uh, happened to have uh, been infected with HIV. And one of the things that uh, that she did when she found out, of course, she embraced the son instead of the usual story where um, I'm not going to be part of this. You are a gay man. It's against my religion. All that stuff. Uh, but uh, but through uh, her uh, her congregation, her uh, her parish. She was able to, uh, to network with other uh, mothers and other parents uh, and talk about the fact that that uh, in uh, the uh, Puerto Rican and uh, Dominican culture, there are uh, kids, their own uh, children, who might turn out to be gay or lesbian, and they should embrace uh, their other uh, uh, children no matter what happens to them. And this is exactly what this woman did. And she uh, she spent most of her uh, six months uh, taking care of her son before he unfortunately died. I worked with the AIDS Health Project in San Francisco, and one of the unfortunate uh, things that I saw was families coming together. But really, when they finally get real, when the when the family member is actually you know very ill, and then they finally give it up and and move into the relationship, and you know which is very hard because then uh, they've missed out so much on on their loved one's life. It, it can be really, really hard on families. So, um, you know, I hope people realize that this is a thing that happens a lot, and hopefully people that have had that kind of loss will go out and try to get support right. and maybe even connect up with the, the partners and friends of their uh, child after they die. Absolutely. I think one of the things that we've uh, done uh, well here in New York City is the outreach to not only people who are living with HIV who are HIV negative, but families of people who are affected by, by the disease. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that HIV Art Network has done over the years is reach out to family members, particularly parents of gay men who are infected with HIV, and invite them to have conversations, family conversations, about uh, what are their fears. Uh, your, uh, your son, uh, who's 20 four years old, just got diagnosed with HIV, um, would you uh, want to come in and sit down with him and uh, maybe a friend or two of his uh, so you can get a sense as to who, what happened, what is he, uh, is he doing, and how can you help as as a mother of this uh, this 24-year-old uh, person? Mm-hmm. And that has... Really, I has love a, that service. Well, and I'm thinking of people that have kind of cut off their children. And exactly. now you're, there's, it's an opportunity to reunite and to get back involved in your children's lives so that once they die, you don't have a lifetime of regrets and thinking, wow, I could have spent time with that child, and now it's too late. Exactly, exactly. And But we have to be realistic that uh, if we reach out uh, to, uh, to parents uh, who are, uh, whose uh, sons or uh, daughters are LGBT, that doesn't mean that they're going to come in and, and say, oh, oh yeah, okay, right. I'm coming to talk to you. So we have to be realistic that maybe uh, half of the people who we'll reach out to will probably say, no, um, I've had my relationship and I've severed my relationship with my child. You do whatever you need to do with him. You know, I have to say one thing, too, though. We, I think we tend to say parents with an S like they were one unit. 
And oftentimes, exactly. I've seen in this situation, a mother may be willing to reach out a father and uh, while the father won't, or the father may be willing to while the mother won't. So we really have to, it exactly. takes some courage to step up sometimes and maybe step up after you've had a loss of your child and reach out to the friends. There may be friends right. that you can that's, help. That's right. And I think the, uh, the other element to that is once the person is dead, what happens to that parent? Are they can just going to be on their own? So uh, the, what we do is encourage uh, the, uh, the, the uh, social networks of that person who uh, was deceased uh, to continue reaching out to the families. That way they're not left um, in, uh, in different corners. So they can continue to, uh, to be together and grieve uh, as a unit, not just uh, in isolation. That's great. How would people get a hold of the HIV Arts Network? Well, we have a website, uh, www.hivartsnetwork.org, or they can call uh, our number, which is 212-385-4945. That's great, Donna Lee. One of the things that uh, that uh, is unique with this organization is there are no um, salaried staff. So all the people that I work with who are uh, social workers, clinicians, psychologists, um, Case managers are all volunteering their time to actually work with individuals who are coming to our doors. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you don't have any organization in your area, you may get inspired by uh, what Donna Lee's done. And Donna Lee, I also want you to talk a little bit about the Association of Deaf Educators and what you're doing there. Well, I'm the chair of the, uh, the People of Color um, uh, Committee, and uh, and we're going to have our next annual conference in San Antonio, Texas, in April of, uh, of next year. One of the things uh, that is exciting for me and for the people who are working in the committee is the the theme of the uh, conference is on diversity and what would like to highlight and thanks to open uh, to uh, to hope that we will be able to videotape some of the uh, attendees of the conference to talk about the different cultures and diverse uh, ways in uh, in which people grieve the loss of loved ones and allow uh, allow us as uh, professionals in this uh, death and dying world uh, to embrace all those uh, different cultures so we can be better at what we do. Because uh, if you're dealing with uh, a Latino person, Latino doesn't just mean Mexican or Puerto Rican. There are uh, many colors and faces of, uh, of the Latino culture. Similar to uh, white, uh, white folks, just because you're white doesn't mean that you're American. No, you're uh, somebody from South Africa could be white. And their way of grieving the loss of loved ones is completely different from Americans. That's cool. So yeah. all those wonderful things, I hope we'll be able to have conversations with. Right, and we'll have some uh, some these YouTubes on our website. Um, also, I wanted to ask you before we close the show, do you have any ideas of rituals that help uh, to remember friends? Are there any special rituals that you like? Well, uh, th uh, thanks to, uh, to uh, the AIDS, uh, AIDS community or the LGBT community, there are very non-traditional uh, rituals that are happening. Um, there are other ways when people can uh, can honor uh, the disease. Um, they can they can go to a park and uh, and uh, and uh, be in a circle and just uh, and just share the memories of, of that loved one. They don't have to be in a cemetery. One of the things that had happened uh, here in New York City is because there's uh, men and women who have long uh, lived uh, lives uh, because of this disease, they will have a party uh, in honor of themselves before they die. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is a way that. of saying goodbye of to life. somebody. Yeah, they're celebrating the life of that, that person with the person still there, not when they're uh, when they're gone, mm -hmm. and uh, Donnelly, I love that because how many times have I been sitting at a funeral and saying, "Darn, the person that would have loved this the most is the one that we're here for, the person that died." Exactly, and they would exactly. love to see this about themselves. 
Absolutely. And one of the things that, uh, that we're encouraging people living with HIV and other people who are, uh, who are they know that uh, their, uh, their disease is uh, terminal is, why don't you create a video? Why don't we do, uh, as part of your grieving process or your letting go of, uh, of your life, why don't we do a collage together? That, that, that way, when you die, we can share that with your family members and friends. There's a lot of creative ways, and I think uh, one of the things that I love about uh, HIV Arts Network is we don't just have to sit in a circle or sit in front of each other and talk about your dying process or your living process. We can do creative things that could be shared with other people once the loss is there. All right. Well, thank you, Donnelly, for being on our show, and we're looking forward to seeing you in Texas. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, Donnelly. I definitely watch. Thank you. Thank you, Donnelly. And, and thank you. Like my mom said, watch the show. And Donnelly, thank you so much for everything you're doing and for founding the HIV Arts Network. It's a wonderful site. I've, I'm on it right now. And thanks for all that you're doing out there in New York City and in the country. Thank you. Well, Heidi, very interesting show about AIDS, and I'm glad that we're talking about it. And I hope that if you have had an AIDS death in your family and you're suffering, I hope you'll reach out. And the shame and stigma, Donnelly talked about it. Your loved one had friends. Um, don't just uh, let it uh, go there. If you want to reach out and get some support, do that in your community because there are people that care. And Donnelly is such an inspiration about how you can actually start an organization yourself. So, you know, you may want to gather with a few or, or many and uh, do something in your own neighborhood or join, if you're in the New York City area, uh, volunteer at uh, Donnelly's organization. I'm sure the uh, HIV Arts Network would love to have you do that. Well, thanks for listening to our show today. And as always, we want to say, if you have lost hope, lead on ours till you find your own. And God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.